Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, powered by Wildfire Radio. Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this week we're checking out the Netflix reboot of Carmen Sandiego. So stay tuned to find out what BJ would rob. I'd steal knowledge. Okay, BJ, what were your initial reactions to... Carmen Sandiego. So I came into this series pretty excited because I do have memories of the PBS shows of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. So I was really interested to see how Netflix is going to bring this back for a new generation of kids. And I think it brings in a lot of cool tech spy aspects to the show that the original didn't have to make it more modern. You mentioned this while we were watching that it has some Kim Possible vibes where she has like her nerdy sidekick who stays in his room and talks to her on her missions. But you know what? I liked Kim Possible. So I'm fine with them kind of taking that concept. I agree. It was like a fun modern version of the Carmen Sandiego that we knew and loved. Although I always make the joke, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? But I have no recollection of, (laughs) of the game of or of the show. So I actually had to Google it before we watched the Netflix reboot. And I'm fairly certain it meant a lot to the people around me, <laughs> or at least seems to based on the conversations I've had with people who are excited for the reboot. Mm-hmm. But I truly have no recollection of it. Wow. I knew it existed as a concept, but I don't remember watching it on PBS. I don't remember playing the game. I don't remember any of it. I remember Oregon Trail. Did that come out around the same time? Maybe I was just too busy trying to usher this family across the country and save these kids from cholera and stuff. I don't even think Oregon Trail was that exciting of a game. I played Oregon Trail like I was moving my family to the gold rush. I put my heart and soul and sweat and tears into it, period. Okay, me too. Yes, I think one of the special things about this show is that Carmen Sandiego is a strong female protagonist. Yes. Uh, How does that speak to you? I'm not a child, so (laughs) 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 I don't think it means as much to me. But I bet for children, it means a lot to have a Latina woman for representation. I agree. It's always good to see more diversity, especially in children's shows, because growing up seeing these strong characters that you can kind of uh, imagine yourself as will definitely be a good way of boosting kids' confidence and making them kind of dream to do whatever they want and strive for any type of goal and not feel kind of limited to whatever stereotypes the media industry shows them. I don't know if you remember the podcast Another Round, but they used to feature this segment called Career Corner with Stacey Marie Ishmael. And she's this incredible product manager, tech goddess, just an overall queen. And she would offer career advice specifically geared toward answering questions that women have, whether you're white or a woman of color. And She would always say, you can't be what you can't see. I'm sure that phrase did not begin with her, Mm -hmm. but you can't be what you can't see has been something that's always sat with me. And I think with Carmen Sandiego, while I don't (laughs) think people will aspire to be 
international spies and villains, it is cool to just see yourself represented on screen. And I remember as a young person, just thinking that women who looked like me or girls who looked like me just didn't exist outside of my world because I had no proof of that on my television screen or in the media I took in. So I think it is valuable, especially to young girls of color, beyond that young Latina girls, because Latinx representation in media is not great. You know, that's a good point. I think when I was applying for grad school, that's when I realized my aunt being a biologist made the career of being a scientist just a very obvious choice to me. Totally. I wasn't aware that it wasn't normal for people of color to be that involved in the STEM fields, but I was lucky enough to just have grown up with that. And so it was always like an option in my mind. My teacher in sixth grade told us that women's brains are like spaghetti, I believe the analogy was, and men's brains are like waffles, some kind of compartmentalized food. (laughs) So basically, he told us that because women's brains are all jumbled up and men's brains are compartmentalized, men are more capable of doing math and women just aren't. That's so damaging. And I went through years of school thinking I am one, not a math person, and two, biologically determined to not be a math person. And until I took an AP Calc class my senior year of high school, I believe, and had a teacher that actually believed in me, I literally did not think I could be good at math. That's such an impressionable age to be throwing out those toxic concepts to like really damage the career path you could be considering. Yes, I thought, sounds good. Math is the basis of everything I see my family doing because I have lots of cousins and uncles and stuff who are doctors and engineers. And I just thought, all right, sounds good. That's out for me. Let's figure out what's next. Oh, wow. But yes, Carmen doesn't limit herself. And while I don't see people wanting to be an international thief, she does represent that kind of um, anti-hero, do-gooder. Yeah. I think she also shows the whole idea of being very worldly. She's all about geography. (laughs) It's cool that they flip the concept of her being a villain on its head by having her stop Vile's missions and steal for good. We got a little taste of that. I'm curious to see how that concept develops as the show goes on. Mm -hmm. But it's cool that they flipped it on its head. So she's kind of this villain, but with a heart of gold. And I agree, Beach. I like that you get to see the world through her show. We only did a little bit. We saw Argentina, a bit of South America, and I can't remember where in Europe they were. But I think it'll be cool for young kids to get a taste of the world. I do remember on Cartoon Network, they had a competition where you would send in a postcard and tell them where in the world you think the Powerpuff Girls are. I don't remember. In any case, they had commercials where they were at the Eiffel Tower or at the Arc de Triomphe or Brandenburg Tour. And they were just at all of these international places. And I just remember being like, oh, they're in Germany. Oh, they're in France. Oh, they're at the pyramids. They're in Egypt. And it was just cool to get a snapshot of the world through that silly little ad campaign. And hopefully kids will get that out of Carmen Sandiego's travels as well. Yeah, it's a good teachable moment. You did bring up one thing that I kind of had a problem with with the pilot, at least. Her tood. Well, we need to get to that. But that we only got a taste 
of her thefts for good and her worldliness. Yes. Because we began the episode with the high scene running away from Interpol. But then the vast majority of this episode was her delivering her backstory to one of her former classmates. Who knew her backstory and said it. He was like, girl, I was there. We can skip this. But she was like, no, no, no. You didn't see it from my perspective. Yeah, I thought it started off action-packed. And the action scenes they did have were super cool. Mm -hmm. But it was too much exposition for a pilot, especially one that I assume is targeted at kids. Mm -hmm. So it just felt like too much. I can't see my nieces sitting down and being like, oh, thank goodness we know. She grew up at Vile or the Villains International League of Evil. And she doesn't know her name and her, her only identity is black sheep or Carmen San Diego. I just can't see my nieces gleaning pleasure from that. I could just see them enjoying the action scenes. Exactly. And a little bit of text between them, a little bit of uh, speaking between them. Exactly. And I suggested this when uh, we were watching. I think it would have been better off if they put all of this backstory at the end of the season. Yes. Or just later in the season, we see her go on her escapades, we see her develop her uh, relationship with her tech partner and run into her former classmate. And then she can be like, oh, this is how I got into this whole career as like uh, an answer after we start to ask that. Because honestly, after the first 10 minutes, I wasn't actually wondering, did she go to school for this? Yeah, she was answering questions I was not asking. That's for sure. But I will say I do like the writer slash creator of this series, Dwayne Capizzi, Mm -hmm. only because he worked on Jackie Chan Adventures, which I used to watch. I loved that show. One time, Jackie Chan Adventures, they had a special event at the mall in my town. (laughs) (laughs) And I convinced my mom to take me. And I ended up winning a Jackie Chan Adventures game. Ooh. That's cool. So I was like, see, mom, it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) We got something out of it. (laughs) As if she was going to buy me that game anyway. (laughs) Whatever. But I was happy. You can tell me nothing. That's a heartwarming story. Thank you. So now back to something you hinted at. The tood. How about you break down Black Sheep's whole attitude? So Carmen Sandiego's backstory, which I'll tell in under the 33 minutes (laughs) it took the show to give it to us. Only half of it, too. Yeah. She was found in Buenos Aires by a woman who I believe runs Vile or the Villains International League of Evil. And she was raised at that school for villains and never learned her own identity. So she's only known as the Black Sheep and later dubs herself Carmen Sandiego. But because the woman who runs the school is the woman who found her and feels bonded to her, she got away with whatever she wanted to do at the school. Mm -hmm. She would prank the teachers, prank the classmates or prank the students rather they weren't her classmates yet so she just got away with wreaking havoc and then she got mad when a teacher rigged a test intending to fail her so she couldn't be part of vile but he told her he rigged it because she's undisciplined and wreaks havoc on the school and it's her origin story for becoming carmen san diego so i love that she's carmen san diego But I don't think her origin story is valid. I don't think she went through a struggle. Yeah, she didn't. And she was supposed to be um, expelled. But luckily enough, she made some friends who like stood up for her. 
If you do anything, you do it 100%, including if you want to be part of the Villains International League of Evil. So really at any school, before passing you or before taking you on to the next level, teachers also are supposed to weigh whether you're mature enough for it Mm -hmm. or your behavior. How have you presented yourself every single day that I've known you for the past several years? You've been obstructive, destructive, distracting, throwing water balloons at people, stealing cell phones. It's just a little absurd. Yeah. And just like side note for our listeners who maybe are going to college or in college, always get that 100% for participation points. That's like an easy way to bump up your grade in the class. Uh, Just be present. Teachers love that. But yes, Carmen has an attitude. And honestly, it made her a bit unlikable. At the school, she came across as a brat, but even during her caper in the beginning of the episode, she reminded me of that type of protagonist, which we saw recently in New Amsterdam, where she can be quite annoying, but no matter what, she's always right. Yes, she is like that guy from New Amsterdam. And that type of protagonist, to me, starts to get very annoying. I don't like when the main character is legitimately perfect, but with a bad attitude sometimes. Mm -hmm. Be a little flawed, make a mistake, or at least be super gracious about the fact that you're apparently perfect at your job. I agree. I also think that the previews, because I read the little episode summaries in Netflix for the upcoming episodes. Mm -hmm. So those indicate the next few episodes after this becoming Carmen Sandiego two-part opener will be centered around capers. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping because they'll be structured like procedurals, we'll have less of an opportunity to be annoyed by her personality. It'll be more like, oh, I hope she beats Vile to whatever the mission is. Not to beleaguer the point, but I've just seen other shows do it well where they are working in present tense, but have brief flashbacks that are interspersed with the present tense action, just to give you a little bit of context as you go along. Mm -hmm. And then toward the end of the season is where they have the big exposition. And at that point, you're bought in Mm because you want to know what is their motivation or why did they do this or what is the significance of this? So all of your questions are answered instead of having them answered before you ask them. Kind of like season one of Quantico or season one of how to get away with murder. Oh yeah, the how to get away with murder format would work really well if there's like a big caper that we got a preview of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we go back and lead up to it. That would be cool. But that didn't happen. No, instead they were like, here's 33 straight minutes of why she's the woman she is today. Part one. Part one. Listeners, I'm sorry, BJ and I cannot do two parts of it because of time constraints, but I-, I may skip forward a couple episodes and then come back to that. Just to build some interest. True. But one interesting thing from this pilot and the whole series is the art style. I think it's really well done. Yes. I think the stylization for the characters, the colors, the backgrounds, the environments, they're all really well done. Good production. The show is gorgeous. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, me too. Did you know there's even more to Carmen Sandiego's story? Like more capers, more twists, more details, and more action? No. Where do I find that? 
Good news for you, my curious cat. This episode is brought to you by Audible, so you can listen to the Audible original, Who in the World is Carmen Sandiego, an audiobook for free with a 30-day trial membership. It's a novelization of the Netflix series where you'll learn even more about the red-hatted caper. Amazing! For our listeners, you can just go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod and browse their unmatched selection of audio programs, download a free title, and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod for your free audiobook. Meow! Happy listening! All right, Beej, what is your final rating for Carmen Sandiego Netflix edition? I would rate this would watch in an airport terminal. You know, I'm waiting for my flight and I've downloaded a couple episodes on the Netflix app. And so I'll just see her caper of the week, head on my flight and move on till my return flight. Agreed. I would recommend to our listeners to potentially skip the first two episodes or skim through them quickly just so you get a sense of the characters Mm -hmm. and then jump right into the caper episodes just to get to the action a little bit more quickly, Mm -hmm. because I think these first couple episodes are a bit slow. And it sounds like from the summaries of the upcoming episodes that it'll pick up a lot. Yeah, I definitely believe this show has a lot of potential to be interesting, even to viewers outside of the target age range. Agreed. Well, if you want to find some other shows that might fit your target age range, you can head to our website, thepilotpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. And please leave us a five-star rating and a review. It really matters. And we'll read your review on our show. So that's uh, another incentive. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send feedback, suggestions for other shows we should review, questions, thoughts, feelings, your favorite rap verses to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on wildfireradio.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.